بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما brothers and sisters we live in a world where we seem to be surrounded by bad news and that leads to us feeling stressed and depressed and threatened and hopeless about the future many people seem to feel that we are living at the end of times and in a world and society that is terrible to live in. If you feel this way, believe me, you are not alone. The problem with this feeling is that, first of all, it is not true. Secondly, (coughs) if you feel this way, then it debilitates you and takes away your initiative to do anything. It drains your energy, sabotages your ambition and increases your anxiety to potentially dangerous levels. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to be grateful and warned those who are not to beware of his punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِسْتَعَذَنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَا إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَا زِدَنَّكُمْ وَلَا إِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّا عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means that your Rabb announced that if you are grateful to me, then I will increase and enhance them my blessing. And if you are ungrateful, then beware of my punishment, which is severe. Gratitude is energizing and joyful and encouraging and very powerful. Ingratitude is the opposite on all those counts. The question is, you might say, well, what should we be grateful for? So let me help you with facts. Swedish, the the uh, the Swedish academic uh, Hans Rosling, he's identified a worrying trend that not only do many people across the world, across especially ad- across advanced economies, have no idea that the world is becoming a much better place, but they actually even think the opposite. And this is no wonder when the news focuses on reporting catastrophes and terrorist attacks and wars and famines. Who, for example, however, wants to hear about the fact that every day some 200,000 people around the world are lifted above the US $2 a day poverty line. 2 lakh people, 200,000 people every day are being lifted above the $2 a day poverty line. Not that they become millionaires, but they are able to at least eat one meal a day. Or that more than 300,000 people a day get access to electricity and clean water for the first time, every day. Right? Now, these stories of people, mostly in low-income countries, simply doesn't make for exciting news coverage. But as Rosling pointed out in his book, and the book is called Factfulness. I would strongly recommend that you read it. Factfulness. It is important to put all bad news in perspective. Now, just think about this. Let me let me uh, give you a few quick ones. Even during the Industrial Revolution, 1740, average life expectancy across European countries did not exceed about 35 years. So, most people died in their late 30s or even 40s. So, by the time you were 40 years old, you were dead mostly. Um, 
and it was really the very high levels of child mortality that pulled down the average. Women died in childbirth, and this obviously also was a big problem. Um, now, more than a century ago, child mortality rates were still exceeding 10%, even in high-income countries such as UK and UK and, and US. Um, global uh, income inequality also has gone down. That might sound like, um, you know, uh, sound like not, as if it's not true. Uh, what has happened is that at a global level, the um, disparity has gone down. But in, in, in individual countries, in many cases, it has gone up. Um, poverty, I already spoke to you about. Literacy also is a very encouraging story. Data shows that the share of world population that is literate over the last two centuries has gone from a tiny elite to a world where 8 out of 10 people can read and write. There was a time in, in, in medieval Europe where even kings and queens could not even write their own name. Um, it was only usually the priests who could read and write, almost nobody else. And this was something that the Muslim world stood out, where the majority of people, if not, uh, if not all of them, were literate. And there were a huge number of people, for example, in Cordoba and, um, and in Andalus, uh, who were even poets. And that, that talks about a very high level of literacy, not just being able to read, to read and write. And talking once again about uh, infant mortality, in, in 1800, um, 1800 was the year in which uh, the, the, port of, uh, the, the fort of Sri Lankapatnam fell and Tipu Sultan, Shaheed, uh, he passed away. And uh, the man who commanded that army, Lord Wellesley, Later on, went to defeat Napoleon in Waterloo, and he was called, and then he was given the title of the Duke of Wellington. Uh, in 1800, more than 40% of the world's newborns died before the age of five. Um, obviously, modern medicine and the discovery of germs, and more importantly, uh, housing, sanitation, and diet have played a big part. Political freedom also. Now again. We are, just now we are living in a bit of a dip where there is a surge in autocratic leaders. But by and large, um, more than half the global population today lives in some form of democracy, uh, meaning some form of free, obviously depending on degree, but free government and, and, and uh, free society. Um, Obviously, the picture uh, painted by these statistics is also technocratic and global in perspective. It is no solace to an individual family that is suffering to learn that the global picture of human welfare has improved over several centuries. For them, they still have problems with their food and water and, and housing. But if you talk to people who move from their land by force or driven into tall apartment buildings, again, it's no... It's no um, uh, solace for them that overall uh, 
economies and economic values have improved. But thinking about it, um, there is, uh, I think, substantial grounds to uh, to be grateful and thankful, and to uh, to have a, an encouraging uh, outlook for the future. Right? Um, think about this. Um, take take for example the Justinian plague, which was Justinian was a Roman Roman, Roman emperor of the time. The Justinian plague it um, struck started in uh, 541 CE Common Era and wiped out 40 percent of the Arab population. It uh, it, it it completely. Uh, went across the Middle East and it went across the Mediterranean and, you know, it, it literally wiped out um, huge population. Um, it's estimated that it, uh, in the 6th century, which is 541, it killed between 30 and 50 million people, which was half the world's population at the time. Um, typical plague victims had a high mortality rate of hold your breath 68 to 78 percent today at the worst of the covid times in covid 19 the rate of deaths mortality rate in covid never went beyond one and a half percent usually it was one percent the plague had a death rate of 68 to 78 percent and despite that, death was not typically rapid. The Justinian plague was an exception, and victims took between two to five days to die. The plague resurfaced roughly every 10 years, from 1348 to 1665, totally 40 outbreaks in just over 300 years. Another one is smallpox. I'm sure many of you, uh, especially people coming from India and so on, uh, we remember people who uh, had been affected by smallpox, right? People had spots on their scars on their faces. Um, smallpox killed 3 out of 10 people. So that's a death rate of 33%. Um, in the Americas, there was no... Uh, resistance to smallpox at all and uh, 90 to 95 percent of the indigenous population of the uh, of the American people uh, that is uh, Native Americans were wiped out over a century by smallpox. There are some uh, allegations to say that this smallpox was actually introduced into the Native American population to kill them, and obviously they were very successful if that, was, that is how it happened. If that is how it happened, but no matter how it happened, it, it killed off 90 to 95 percent of the uh, Native American population. One of the historians, Mokaitis, uh, he says Mexico went from 11 million people pre-conquest. Uh, which is the Spanish conquest of uh, of Mexico, 
He said Mexico went from 11 million people pre-conquest to 1 million. 10 million out of 11 million died thanks to smallpox. But in 1981, smallpox was eradicated. There is no smallpox anymore in the world. And those are WHO statistics. Uh, I can mention for you many things and not just in terms of disease and so on. If you look at comfort, if you look at conveniences, if you look at our life quality, uh, quite really, quite literally, the some of the greatest and most powerful monarchs in the world did not live in the kind of comfort that almost anybody lives in today. Right? If you, for those of you, uh, my Indian and Pakistani friends and, um, uh, and, and, and listeners, uh, if you just think about uh, the, if you think about the, uh, take the, the, the uh, Mughal emperors, uh, if you look at the Mughal emperors and say these are the people, uh, you know, who are the who are the Mughal emperors and what were they and so on. Uh, and uh, if you see their palaces, you know, if you take Shah Jahan's uh, palace of Taj Mahal and, um, and so on. And if you say, well, you know, here's the, here's the man. Um, what did he do and how did he do it? And his, he built this fabulous uh, uh, monument, uh, fabulous monument, fabulous tomb to his wife, symbol of uh, his love for her. Um, but did he have air conditioning in his house? His house, was, he lived in the, in the Red Fort in Delhi. Did he have air conditioning there? It's just a simple thing like that, right? They did not have. So the, the, I'm saying that just the plain normal level of uh, comfort that we today are used to, uh, these people didn't have. Even though they had, in terms of money, uh, you know, they had far more than we are ever likely to have. But if you look at uh, other than money, they didn't have. So it is something that we need to really and truly be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us what He gave us and He, uh, and, and he kept us in uh, safety and comfort and good health, alhamdulillah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to keep us in that state and not to take away uh, His blessings that He blessed us with. وصلى الله على نبيه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه من برحمتك يا رحمة